the response has been wow is what people have told us i actually I, I feel like it's something that's almost so unheard of that i don't think people even quite understand the magnitude of it yet. right Welcome to Tread Talk, the official podcast of Fury Tires, where rubber meets the road and off-road. On this episode of Tread Talk, host Jason Hempy is joined by one of Fury Tires' own, business development manager Carl Martin, to discuss all things Fury. We'll delve into Fury's product line and what makes Fury Tires such a force in the market and so beloved by their customers. Without any further ado, here is your host, Jason Hempy. Welcome to this episode of Tread Talk. I'm here with the one and only Carl Martin, Business Development Manager of Fury Tires. How are you? Doing good today. How about you? Very good. It's been uh, a pleasure uh, spending time with you at the uh, Airbnb. You know, I agree. Shooting the, uh, you know, chewing the fat. Right, right. Talking um, a little bit other than tires, so that works out all right. Yeah, it's nice to get a little break sometimes, you know. It's right. a little, especially being at a, where we're at SEMA right now, and, uh, talk and shop for eight, nine hours a day. It's, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's nice to uh, to break it up a little. Correct. Absolutely. It's been nice. So business development, how long have you been with uh, Fury now? With Fury, I've only been here since February. Okay. So, I, so I it's came, coming up to a year, short, shortly. Almost coming a, up on it, right? Been in the industry a lot longer, been in the industry 30 plus years. Right. And you started uh, way back when, what was your first... I believe you mostly work with tires or in the tire industry. Right, right. I mean, if you if you go to the very beginning, when I was a junior in high school, I busted tires at Discount Tire. Right. So that was kind of where it got in my blood, I guess. Well, you, you kind of did the uh, the uh, the metaphorical janitor to uh, you know right. working your way up the, uh, right. the ladder. <laughs> right. That's sort of the uh, the the lower rungs of the the ladder on that. Right. Yeah. But uh, but enjoyed it, and you know, kind of learned it from uh, you know, bottom to top, I guess you'd say, you right. know, or bottom to mid uh but at fury you know it's been a lot of fun with uh getting to know a lot of different distributors and uh getting to know the team and right. uh, finding out where fury fits in the market and, and where it doesn't so it's it's been great so primarily as a, as a bdm or business development manager what um in relation to fury what does that look like for you what's what, what do you typically work on or who do you work with well, typically, I mean, I'm looking at other distributors that I've I've known in the past, or or uh, uh, you know, just through networking, you get to find out who folks are. But the the task that I have with Fury is we're trying to find the right partner to distribute our tires because it's such a it's such a niche market. You know, you've got to find the distributor that knows what to do with it. To be quite frank, sure. And yeah, it's not a tire that every single distributor can actually be can be successful yeah for sure that's true and so finding that fit uh is a is a challenge but it's it's something that's a lot of fun and and you get to meet a lot of different people um and find out what works in what market and what works in other markets you know uh you know some guys are wanting the entire line some guys are interested in just a part of it so uh working with fury has has been another rung in my career that i'm thoroughly enjoying that's uh that's great as um has SEMA been fruitful for that? Have you have you kind of has it worked out for any contacts or anyone you've met that you think might uh, pan out? It really has. This has been a great show. I mean, it's been super busy. Uh, my feet are killing me, so I know it's been <laughs> yes. I know it's been super busy. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I planned in advance actually on that note from uh, the last time I came. I'm actually wearing two, not just one, two sets of 
insoles in my extra. <laughs> Once um, you start hitting that like 25,000 steps in a day kind of thing around here, you, you right? really, you know, right? starts adding up. And then by day four, it's... Uh, Right. Starts getting a little tough. Yeah. Well, it's it's been fun. I've got to see some folks I hadn't seen in a while, but I've got to meet a lot of new people that have come to the booth, um, you know, from from Canada to South America. I mean, everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a lot of opportunity to have. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been been a good time. Is it spent. the first time you've been to SEMA? It's the first time I've spent this much time at SEMA. OK, uh, I've been to SEMA before, but it was always kind of a in out kind of quick deal. Okay, like you were meeting someone specific, sort right. of. Okay, right. So this yeah. is the first time you really like spent time. This is the first time I've actually kind of worked the show. Yeah, you know, and and uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Did you uh, did you get a chance to like walk around much to see or? I'm hoping to do that when we get done. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Um, it's it's pretty easy to get distracted when you're trying trying to get back to the booth. You just you walk by a truck or a car and it's, right. Uh, Right. Or somebody pulls you aside. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know. It's uh, uh, for me, it's just, you know, you'll run into you'll see someone with a paint job or something on the car that you've just never seen before. And it's right. just uh, it's like a, it's very hard to pass up and not take a second. Yep. It's just always so many people. But it's uh, it's really an amazing place to be. So, uh, so far um, with Fury, what are some of the larger projects that you've worked on or worked with? Um, Probably the the most recent has been our total tire protection that we put together. Oh, also oh, you you were part of the uh, sort of piloting that. Okay. Yeah, that was something Jamie asked me to. Uh, I don't want to say spearhead, but asked me to to contact him and that sure. kind of thing. And uh, I just kind of became the point of contact. It seemed like and and uh, Brad and I got to know each other pretty well, and and we really took our due diligence going through that to figure it out. Uh, but it really worked out to be a a great program that no one else has got yeah and uh, uh again it's it's fury putting their money where their mouth is and you know stepping up to the pumps going look yep. here's what we will do for our customers so uh, that's a big game changer that uh, you know that's going to be very interesting uh right because i don't think that's really been released to the public yet at this time do they well, are we, they aware yeah we launched it october 1st okay and uh it is in some publications it's been out on social media that kind of thing what's the uh, the response been so far uh the response has been wow is what people have told us i actually I, I feel like it's something that's almost so unheard of that i don't think people even quite understand the magnitude of it yet. right right well and and they they read it and everybody has some sort of road hazard right so they're like, ah, what's the big deal? I go, no, 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 no. It's also off-road hazard. That's right. And then they ask, what does this cost? Nothing. It's part of our program. It's part of the, the tire price. And then they ask, well, what does it take to get it handled? And I explain how easy it is. And they, they're just like, oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, that's right. We had, um, we just kind of did a little mini right? infomercial uh, yeah, right? on, uh, on the whole program and you know, it's uh, it's it's shocking. I, I I sense that not only in the truck world, I suspect that might translate even into the. I, I can see other tire brands carrying that into uh, the car world as well. I, I I foresee that becoming a kind of standard in the industry a little bit. Well, you know, there's more of that coming around, and uh, and luckily the company that that we did this with, uh, you know, understands what it takes to be a little flexible to make this deal work. Right. And uh, 
and were able to let us do it. And the fact that Fury wants to step up and do something like this tells me, and I know we've got more stuff coming for next year that I'm not exactly sure what all it is, but there's more stuff like that coming down the pike for Fury. Yeah. Which makes it exciting, you know? I mean, truthfully, you know, just sitting back, and, you know, and not doing any progress or not pushing you really to stay relevant and really that you have to keep finding these things that's that's sure. the only even even when you're a larger company you know it, it it's you you got to keep doing it you know there's there's always something else to explore there's always another angle there's always uh sure and that's the way to stay relevant sure whether it's this or it's a new tire size i or mean you know whatever a tire company talk. with a pretty cool no one there's no tire related podcasts, you know, that right. in and of itself is extremely unique. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been uh, pretty amazing. So when it comes to, uh, I guess, tires, are you, uh, obviously Fury's in the truck world. Are you a truck guy? Well, I would say I'm a car guy okay. uh, and I'm not a truck guy as far as, uh, a like lot you're not going to be getting, driving a 30-inch lifted yeah. uh, dually. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've, I've got several trucks, and I love driving them, but uh, my, my son will do that kind of stuff. But uh, So he's the truck guy. Yeah, he's he's more of the, more of the truck guy. Right. But, but I tell you, it's, it's, it's fun seeing all these different trucks and listening to how they're built and, you know, talking <laughs> well, to you about builds you've done and things like that. It right. just blows my mind. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible when you've done it one time and you know the hardships that go into a build especially a sema level build right you know i built cars for myself but we actually also built uh, a car for sema but knowing what that goes in into like one individual doing it or a team of people and then you see car after car after car and you know that there's been hundreds and hundreds of hours poured into each right. one of these you know yeah of course you know people it's really sad to see people walk around and criticize certain things, you know, and there, unfortunately there are time crunches, things happen, but nonetheless, you know, m most of these builds have had hundreds of hours and work you know, that's beyond even the comprehension of what it takes to, to make some of these builds happen. And I have learned in just the short time I've been with Fury how to appreciate that more because over my my career, I mean, I've been involved in a lot of companies that, that, you know, we're, hey, we're building a SEMA truck. Hey, we're doing this. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, and I see the truck and wow, that's kind of neat. But just like you said, now that I can really see what they're right. putting into these things and it's not just fluff. I mean, these are works of art. You yeah. Know? Well, that's it. it it's also, um, it's a, a big thing is the context of the build too, right? Right. Seeing something out of context or like in a garage while it's being worked on in in pieces and it's it's not complete but then seeing it at a show under the lights in as it you know that's when you really get the magnitude of it you want right. to see it come together and it really it really changes it when anytime you see a car or a truck being built and then you see it in it's just it changes completely sure, like sure. It's, it's perspective i don't know it's a it's a bizarre thing i i've experienced that myself even with certain builds and that i've i've seen and you know you don't think it's that impressive because you're very critical of yourself or your build right and then you finally see it and you're like okay right i did good it's it's all right it's, it's better than i thought so and i tell you there's a lot of trucks out here with fury on it oh there's so many trucks uh I'd say 
every time I walk by, you know, there's just so many trucks here in general. You know, you're right. walking by and like I'll just catch it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, it's empty. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's another, yeah, yeah, another one. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And uh, that's a testament too. I mean, I think I would I I would have to say Fury representation here on builds has always been pretty good in the trucks just because of the sizing that's available, right. especially for these show trucks. But it's increased exponentially over the years. Oh yeah, you know, I mean especially. our our marketing department's unbelievable. I mean, for a company growing like we're growing, the market recognition we have yeah blows me away. Well, I was with them earlier because I was sort of just waiting. Um, you know, I was between guests and uh, I, I went with uh, Andy and we went, you know, I was, I was going around with them and, uh, you know, I was just watching the content they were making and it's just, it's excellent. It's consistent, you know, so many trucks to do, but they were just, you know, doing right. it and uh, yeah, they do an amazing job. So shout out to them. Shout out to yep, absolutely. the whole uh, marketing uh, team. It's amazing. Right. So uh, what's in the, um, what's, what do you see in the next year or two? happening what are your like long-term goals as uh you know bdm what well, do you uh you got a lot of work to do um i see us gaining more distributors fairly quickly next mm -hmm. year uh like i said we've got some new stuff coming out that i think is going to be pretty you, attractive you primarily deal with most of the distributors right Correct. i think yeah 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 i'm i kind of cover it for the nation as far as uh business development is right. what i do and uh, and working in conjunction, you know, with Ed, you know, we would tag team these customers. So they're always in communication with right. us. And and I, I stress that very highly, you know, that whenever I do business with somebody, they always know where they stand. They know what's going on. Right. And and that's one of the things that sets us apart from other other manufacturers. So uh, really, really looking forward to next year. I think we've got some stuff that's uh, that's going to surprise some people. I'm really uh, looking forward to that. And then. You're probably going to need an assistant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It could happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's true. You, that's uh, it's always something that uh, growth is great, but, you know, you don't want to compromise service. So Sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's really uh, it's fun to be part of it and kind of fun to see, uh, you know, not in the earliest. It's very not much in the early stages, but I think now with the warranty and the total tire protection, everything that's kind of been locked in, this is like another I, I feel well everything's you know, kind of coming together you know yeah. we're, we've been doing a couple of different things and now things are starting to gel yeah and uh and that's what i get at with with the next year i think some more ideas are going to come out some uh people that maybe weren't looking at us before now are starting to understand how they can make money with fury uh sure. i mean that's what it's all about it's got to be profitable for the, for yes. the distributor yeah and for the dealer, and it is you just got to learn how to do it so that's exactly that's what i've got at task well the best thing, you know, as someone that comes from the retail side, you know, um, selling this type of product is a great pleasure just because, especially now with the warranty, it makes it, it's an easier sell, you sure. know, you're, you're guaranteeing, you know, cause obviously not everyone has, or even if you have the budget, you know, replacing a thousand dollar tires or whatever, right. that, you know, um, it's stressful. You're right. <laughs> And, you know, it's not always something that can uh, be done, but right. uh, it's, it's, you know, that's an amazing thing. And I think uh, it's very cool that you were part of that oh, I'm, project. So I feel honored to be a part of it and, yeah. and uh, looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be uh, a very steady growth. I don't think it's going to be, you know, just a rocket ship by any means. There's things. Sure. And, and, and honestly, you don't want a rocket ship. You know, you want to 
you want to learn what these folks need and and get to know them and right and build the brand and, and build it with them so that's what we're looking to do so you're not really a truck guy in terms of like that's not a project car you would build like you wouldn't be building you're a car guy right so what what would you build what would be the car that you'd want in the garage what would you know every day you open the garage and okay what's there so that we may not have time to cover all this uh so i have a 66 gto that was given to me on my 20th birthday many many years ago and i actually grew up across the street from this car okay that car will be finished and be done back to stock all that kind of stuff so that's that's my dream car to get finished oh but, so you actually have that oh yeah oh it's yeah. just a work uh, work in progress yeah it's sitting in a it's sitting in a shop in houston and you know a slow slow work but when it's done it'll be all original numbers matching I and mean, the car only has sixty thousand miles on it what was the uh what engine was in the 389 oh okay perfect that's yeah. a great and it's all matching like it's yeah. original all oh, wow. original. I mean, there's pictures of me doing chin-ups on the jack stand, you know, with, of this thing. So those are, uh, what color, what's the original, going original color? Yeah, it's that, uh, I believe they called it sea mist green. It's kind of a lighter turquoise-ish yes. kind of green. Wow. But are you going with the same, like, almost yeah. old wheels? Matt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade the wheels a bit. Nothing crazy. Uh, I'll probably put disc brakes on it for drivability. Probably sure. put a four-speed automatic in it for drivability. But I'm going to leave the. It's still got the factory Carter carburetor on it. Uh, but you'll you'll have it was a manual transmission originally. No, it was a two speed power. Oh, light. okay. So I'll put a four speed automatic right, in right. it. Okay. You know, uh, just for drivability. But so we want to get that car done. Uh, probably the next couple of years, I'll probably get it finished up. Um, Where's it at now? What's the current like? It's in pieces. Oh really? It just oh, yeah. full out. Okay. Yeah, it's, so it's no, it's not. Uh, it's nowhere near gosh. ready. All the parts are there, but it's nowhere near he ready. To, <laughs> you need to get it in SEMA. So what happens with SEMA? It seems like when you have a, a build to do, it gets done in forty-eight hours. Yeah, right. Magically. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, this one to get done, and and uh, it's like I said, I've known that car since I was a year old. You know, and and lived across the street from it for a long time. Moved away, and the folks gave it to me anyway. That's amazing. Um, That's, I mean, but my next dream build, I want the same. It's a '66 Goat, so I want to find a '66 Tempest wagon. I, I might have told you this earlier, but a '66 Tempest wagon, and you know, put an LS in it and have oh, like some a fun full, with it. Like a full, like a build, build. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. And I, I don't care if it's all original. It'll look yeah, original yeah. on the outside. Resto mod. Kind yeah, of resto, deal. full resto yeah. mod. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, uh, you know, station wagon. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. It is cool. I think that'd be and the same, you know, paint them the same color and all that kind of stuff. That would be um, be pretty nice to see the side by side of, uh, of right. those two. So yeah, well, hopefully that happens. At yep. least you have the GTO. That's a good start. That's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> you got to finish it though. At least so you have one. <laughs> right. Yeah. It always uh, seems to be the challenge. The the first one. Yeah, it almost got done once, and and the guy that did it, it didn't come out too well, and ended up going back in the body shop. Anyway, it's a long story, but. So uh, let's talk about Texas. Sure. <laughs> so I'm a, a Montrealer up from uh, the Canada where it's uh, snowing at, at the moment. Right, right. So um, tell me about growing up and just like what Texas, just fill me in on Texas, man. Wow. I'm well, assuming uh, Hunter? 
Yeah, that's my oldest boy. Yeah. Actually, that's my oldest boy, but I am a hunter. Yeah. Uh, and then I have another son and a daughter. But um, no, Texas is great. Um, I, I lived in Houston for most of my life for about 50 years. Okay. And then moved to the San Antonio, New Braunfels area uh, about five years ago. Right. And just absolutely love the hill country. So uh, Texas is Texas is great. Um, you know, you there's so many different parts of Texas you can go to. And, and you can be in the desert. You can be in the mountains. You can be at the beach. You can be in the hill country. You can be in the piney woods. You know, What would be the best way, let's say, for someone like myself, I'm going for the first time to Texas. I've never actually been to Texas. One, I've been quite a bit many states but sure. texas i haven't so i'm going to texas what would be a good what would you recommend like good way to sort of you know if you had a week let's say okay if you had a week um rent a car i assume yeah yeah you got to drive it yeah you gotta i was gonna say it. that i feel like that's a state you got to drive for right. sure right um actually i would probably even though i grew up in houston you got to go to houston just to see houston and there's a lot of history there and that kind of stuff right but you need to go to san antonio and and spend some time, maybe a day or so there, and then go San through. San Antonio, more southern, I it's, believe? It's, like, yeah, I mean, it's almost central, but it's south central. Right. You know, uh, but when you leave San Antonio, you can drive, uh, you know, a couple hours, and you can be driving through the hill country and seeing wineries and all this kind of stuff, and then you can go a different direction, and you can go down, and you can see the coast and spend the day in Corpus and right. do that kind of deal. What are the beach that I've actually, you know, it's a, it's a, this is a strange thing to say, but for the longest time, it never really dawned on me that the, you know, the ocean and beaches exist in Texas. Yeah. Right. You know, just, it's just, it's funny, but I had a friend that went there many years ago. His brother was a photographer for national geographic and, uh, he went down with them and we were talking about it. And I think they went down there and they were, you know, they went to the desert. They did like a kind of a, a little bit of a tour and he mentioned the beach and I said like, my yeah, I'm like yeah, there is the beach. What are the beaches like in Texas? Are they? Well, they have the Florida beaches, which are a very specific. Kind oh of yeah, Florida beaches are are pristine. I mean, they're they're nice. But but you got to remember is that we're west of the Mississippi, right? Okay, so anything west of the Mississippi is going to get a lot of dirty, dirty, muddy kind of water. Okay, right along the coastline. So Galveston is the upper Texas coast. It can have some pretty nice days, but mostly it's a brownish, you know, kind of beach. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But uh, but the further south you go in Texas, well, you get to Corpus, it clears up a bit. You get down to South Padre, you know, close to the border, and it's almost like Florida. I mean, it's blue water, white sands, super right. nice. Um, so again, and is there like any like I don't want to say resorts, but is it like a beach town? Like is that where? Do people from Texas go down there to go to the beach? Is yeah, that like South, I would say South Padre is is the destination spot, you know. Right. Um, and there's a lot of stuff up there. It depends what you're doing. If you're going fishing, you may go to Matagorda or Port Lavaca or something like that, you know. Uh, Galveston's a great town. A lot of history, ton of fun. Uh, the beaches are okay, but, you know, it's brown sand and brown water. Right. Um, but typically when you fly in from most places, it's obviously to Dallas. I believe most flights uh, or land. Houston or Houston. Yeah, I guess it could be either or because Dallas is very central, right? I believe uh, Dallas is what's kind of northeast Texas. Northeast. I mean, it's close to the Oklahoma border. So you kind of have to do like 
this way, sort of, and yeah. then go down to the beach and then back up, I guess. Right. So, like I said, if you came into San Antonio, you could hit Corpus, hit the beach. You could go hit the hill country, hit the wineries, hit the, you know, the beautiful uh, picturesque West Texas sunsets. You don't really, like, associate wineries with, uh, with Texas. Hey, there's some great Texas wines. There really is. And there's That's great Texas wines. I, I actually did not know that. That's an interesting fact. Up in the Panhandle, which you would think it's, I mean, it's flat and it's desert. Right. Some of the best wineries for Texas are up in the Panhandle. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I don't know a whole lot about wine. I'm learning about it. But uh, living where we live, you know, you just kind of start learning. But Well, now I have to try a Texan wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's a thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, I appreciate that because I assume at some point I'm probably going to come see Fury in Texas. So well, you need to come on down. Yeah, yeah. If I do that, I definitely want to make sure I get like the whole Texan experience. Oh, we'll do it. Barbecue. Barbecue. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go real cliche, like a real stereotype. I'm going to go. Yeah, full, come on over, man. We'll, we'll fire up the pit and oh, yeah. open up a bottle of wine. Ready we'll to go. On. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's uh, That's great. Well, thank you for watching this episode of Tread Talk, and thank you, Carl. You're welcome. It's a pleasure again. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you for tuning in to another gripping episode of Tread Talk, the official podcast of Fury Tires. Please find a new episode each and every Monday wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and feel inclined, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser. Your feedback is our fuel. And remember, sharing is caring. Spread the word about Tread Talk to your friends and family. Stay connected with everything Fury by following us on your favorite social media platforms and visiting FuryTires.com. Till next time, happy trails.